LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Nasreen Hussein. She is the visionary and creative director behind Humans of High Fashion. She is a freelance stylist with a master's degree in organizational behavior and business, as well as a fashion styling certification at the School of Style. She's heavily influenced by her travels and primarily uses fashion as a form of expression to connect with different cultures and diversities. Her passion resides in building a connection through the past, present, and future fashion perspectives. Hyper-focused on using her brand for self-expression by establishing a unique visual identity, she brings thought-provoking ideas, styles, and fresh perspectives to the fashion styling industry. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this awesome little conversation with Nasreen Hussein. So today we're sitting down with Nasreen Hussein. How are you today? Good, how are you? Uh, we're awesome. We're sitting here in the Huxton Hotel relaxing, having a great conversation about fashion in the middle of Fashion Week. So it's definitely a great day for sure. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. So I'm an editorial fashion stylist. Um, I am represented by the Rock Agency here based in Chicago. Um, so I basically just style for editorials, publications, um, other photo shoots. Um, I haven't got into personal styling yet, but something I am considering in the future. But right now I'm just doing big photo shoots, editorials, and publications. And so how did you get into something like this? Was it just like, hmm, I went to school for fashion and now I supply for this job online and I write articles or like how did this all come to play? So, so actually it, I, I was with working for Bank of America okay. This was about six years ago. Um, I worked for Bank of America for about like seven years mm -hmm. before as an operations manager. Okay. So I was like always in the corporate world. And then before that, I was a manager for Alta Beauty. Okay. So I always worked like retail, banking, operations. And then um, in 2017, I was like, you know what, this is just, I always loved fashion. I always was like, I just never thought I could make a career of it. And then, you know, with the support of my husband, he was just like, you know what, just, you know, just do it. Life is short, you know, just why, why do something that you don't like? Mm -hmm. And I liked it at first working at Bank of America. And then I'm just like, you know what, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quit. And I usually just stay at jobs for like six, seven years at yeah. a time. I quit and then I went to school at Benedictine University doing my master's in organizational behavior, business and management. Okay. And uh, on the side I did um, my fashion styling certification at the School of Style. And then I was just like, okay, what is something that I just can, you know, get my feet wet with? And I'm like, okay, styling. Hence, I'm like, I just kind of was like, okay, formulated a business plan. This was like two years, like three years ago. Okay. And then last year I started Humans of High Fashion in the middle of COVID um, in August, 2020. 
So it was definitely like not something that I envisioned for myself. Like if you asked me this 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but I don't know how I, like I was just always very like conservative when it comes to like working. It was just like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Never thought I would just go into business, but my dad and my mom, actually, they were business people. My dad had a travel agency, and he was, um, so business runs in my jeans. My uncle also owns a 7-Eleven, so I never thought I could, would go into that, but, you know, having my master's and going to school definitely made me feel comfortable, and I was just able to put the right things together, and then... I launched my business. What's interesting is that you actually put together like a business plan, right? I think a lot of people are like, I want to start a business because I don't like my job. Yeah. And they don't realize that there's like more parts of the business than yeah. just the things that they are excited about, like collecting money. 100%. To, to pay the bills. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's really like, I feel like it's just not something that you can just wake up one morning and just start. It's, it takes it takes a very long time for me. It took about like two and a half, three years, like bef- two years before I started from last year, um, thinking of the name, thinking of like how I'm gonna go about it, who my target aud- audience is going to be, um, how my networking process is going to be. So it was definitely something that I thought about every single day for mm-hmm. the last like three years. So yeah, it was definitely a little bit tough. And what were kind of the results of that? How did you come across the name Humans of High Fashion? So I was just thinking like, okay, I'm like, sometimes fashion can be perceived as very like uptight, Mm -hmm. very like, okay, it has to be like $1,000 or $2,000 for it to be high fashion. But I was just like, you know what? Sometimes I wear something that's like literally like my shirt would be like $15. And my jeans will be like $30, but I'll get a million compliments on it mm-hmm. because that's why I'm just like, okay, like we're all, we're technically all humans of high fashion. We just have to find our confidence to just employ that. So that's how I came up with it. Cool. And then, so then how did you get into kind of writing for editorials and styling people? Like you had this business plan and then just like people started calling you like, oh, I saw you posted this great picture on Instagram. Like... We work together. <laughs> so basically, I um, I read. So I, I for like my school, they kind of show you like the ways to go about it. Okay. But I didn't listen to that. They were just like never contact an agency like right out of school or mm-hmm. without any experience. And I've worked retail like out of like for, like when I was in college, I worked retail like BB Art and B like those. I don't think BB, BB exists. Art and B doesn't exist anymore. So I was a stylist for these okay, cool. certain retail stores. So I kind of knew like what I was doing. So what I did was I did reach out to different agencies um, and well pause on that before that i reached out to agencies to build connections with models and photographers and then i put together a portfolio after i put together a portfolio then i reached out to my agency and i was just like hey you know take i built a website well my brother-in-law built my website he is in um website design so he helped me put it together and then I reached out to agencies and that's how I kind of got into it. But 
before that I had to put together a portfolio and I just try to network as much as possible. So with any type of business, networking is key. Mm -hmm. So that's majority of what I did before I launched. And so how does that work with the relationship you have with Rock Agency? They kind of have their events and shoots all set up and they say, hey, like, would you like to come style for this? Or like, how does that partnership work? So basically they have clients okay. and they reach out to me like, hey, there's this, this, and this day, we need a stylist. Okay. And that's how it kind of comes together. Like they, my agent, um, she just kind of contacts me and lets me know about different opportunities and that's how I go style for and different clients. Do you have an exclusive? Like let's say I wanted to do a photo shoot, could you help style me that day or do I have to go through your agency for the booking? You would have to go through my agency okay, cool. for the booking, yeah. So it's like, kind of like being a professional athlete, like you're an agent? Like. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. You'd have to go through my agency and book me for like the time, date, and what you want. And then we kind of like talk, well, you'd send my agent like what you're looking for, and then she just communicated to me. Cool. And then what's that kind of, like, let's say we, let's go through that dynamic, right? So let's say I sign up, mm -hmm. go through your agent. What would I expect as the model? to get from the experience? So you would, um, so you'd basically contact them. They would be like, okay, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, look, I'm looking for like a street style photo shoot. Cool. And you, either you would send the mood board or if you would want me to do the mood board, I would do the mood board and send you like options of like what I'm thinking, like the whole vibe of the shoot would be. <laughs> and if you're happy with it, then we just go to the next step of me like pulling the clothes, pulling the outfits, and then we would just kind of, and I would do like many like options, then we would just meet and we would just go through it. And with any type of photo shoot, we do a lot of different looks. Mm -hmm. So that way the client is happy with like the outcome. That makes sense. Yeah, I did a photo shoot at my friend's restaurant and the photographer worked there, showed up late and we had like, we had to finish the shoot like while people were coming in to eat dinner. Like, what is this dude doing? Oh my god! <laughs> and it was uh, it was tiger themed. So like, all my clothes were like. Oh, that's fun. It, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so you were recently published in um, a news article or a, a magazine, CS Modern Luxury. Walk us through that. Yeah, it was actually a great experience. Um, I had a contact there, um, and she was just like, "Listen, you know, she." approached me about it last year and she was just like you know you just launched your business and at that time I kind of wasn't ready because I had to build my business in order to just get published um and put myself out there so this year um they were like you know this would be great like we're doing a dynamic women's series for women-owned businesses or careers and I'm like okay like you know it sounds great so um, we did the photo shoot and they asked me like a few questions. So it's in the CS Modern Luxury September issue. So it just kind of talks it, talks it through um, how I started and what my business is, um, basically what, what we're doing right now, except it's in print. Cool. Yeah. And so is that kind of like your goal is like be published in quite a few different publications or how does that kind of work? Is that just like supplemental or is that kind of like expected? Like, I'm, Probably a little bit off here, but is this kind of like a Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that would be a great goal. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like to be in as many public, like not myself, mm -hmm. but like at least my work 
the goal is to be is in many publications to just create buzz like around the world like globally la Ficiale, Elle, harper's bazaar like that those would be like the main publications that i would want to style for mm -hmm. um but yeah that would be essentially like the next step cool. i'm in la Ficiale. i ha i did publications for la Ficiale, arabia and baltic um so I would want to do like other publications going forward. And what's kind of like the workload for it? It's like, let's say you got accepted to write a, a piece. Uh -huh. What's kind of your workload for that? How do you kind of go about putting together something that's, you know, kind of immortalized in the 37th issue of 2021? <laughs> so basically, I mean, it, it's a lot of prep work for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm styling a piece, it basically like we have to put together mood boards and um, of different looks to try to make it as different as possible, but also take into account like what the trend is right now like so basically like if for fashion week um, New York fashion week I literally had to Research every single line okay. Not that I had to but for my business I have to do that mm -hmm. because when I do a photo shoot I have to take all of that into consideration as to what's going on at the moment like what the story is at the moment so I kind of want to tie that into Real life experiences um, so if I did get asked to do a certain piece then I'd probably um research what's going on in the world right now okay. in terms of fashion in terms of the news in terms of so i would be telling a story through that photo shoot essentially yeah so that's like significantly more work than i kind of expected right like outside looking in like oh this person just has these insights and they're just gonna you know put them on paper no it's not that at all it's like legitimate like you're yeah. going out there being a journalist kind of situation yeah it's really like you have to just be like you have to be on top of all of your research when it comes to fashion. You have to be reading constantly. And sometimes, like, I mean, I love, I love, I love fashion. I love everything around it. I love, you know, the new lines when it releases. Like, I really, like, I get really, like, crazy when it comes to that. But I just feel like, oh, my, oh my God, I'm like, now I'm getting a headache because I'm just like, every day I have to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's important to kind of, you know, balance out. Like I, me personally, I like to balance out my work with like different hobbies just so I'm not like completely consumed in that world. Mm -hmm. It's one of the cool things on your website is like the trends report, right? So yeah. this is kind of, well, walk us through that. Is this kind of like where you put your research or is this kind of stuff that you're following? How does that kind of work? Yeah, so just things that I um, research and think like looks that I personally like. I just do a mood board for my followers mm -hmm. on Instagram and have them just use those guides for this season as like inspiration for their own wardrobe. So it's because I don't do personal styling, yeah. um, I usually use that as like a tool for my followers. Cool, and so how do you kind of notice the trends? Like people always talk about how things are so cyclical, right? So mm -hmm. for instance, bell-bottom jeans are probably coming back in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. Just a, a random like comment guess because like back mm -hmm. in the 90s, but kind of stuff like that is that you're just kind of catching on what designers are putting out there or how do you kind of catch what the trends are? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it have to do with, um, so you have to, with all the research, you mm -hmm. kind of are lean to like forecast what is gonna be coming back. So like 
the 90s that was like very heavy like it's very heavy right now um with the different grid tops and bell bottoms and the uh, funky sunglasses so based on that like what happened after the 90s so it just going back to like a decade or two decades or three decades ago as to what the fashion was and what you anticipate coming back and then the fashion designers themselves yeah. they released those lines in accordance with that so you just kind of know what the trend is for that moment so in trends could like people just be off like let's say i was a designer and i was like oh, i want to do something like that's super 80s and then no one else does like is that even considered a trend or that's just like me just screwing up so if you're like <laughs> i don't know if you're like the top designer okay. if you're like louis vuitton and you're putting something out there that automatically becomes like the trend okay interesting so these these high like up fashion designers they set like the tone of the fashion mm -hmm. and that's what you notice a lot of like different retail stores especially online e-commerce they um they use those clothes and make a cheaper version yeah and then the, they release it and that's what people, majority of the people buy. So I guess that is the main, like all these high-end designers, that is what their people are going off of them. So, but if you're doing something locally, mm -hmm. if you're a fashion designer locally, I feel, me personally, like, yes, that's gonna set you apart. So you should do something different if, if for the fashion designers, that's like, if I was a fashion designer, I would do something different. I don't have to do everything what everyone else does. So you can foresee your business being more like mainstream support or like more like, you know, outsider looking in rebellious kind of persona, right? Like yeah. catching the trends that aren't the real trends or like just kind of following the real trends? Like how do you kind of I feel see what like you want to project? I'm my personal, like I, I love looking at super trendy pieces and sometimes I'll just be like, oh my God, I need to have this. Yeah. But what the main thing is right now is like sustainable clothing like key pieces in your wardrobe that are gonna last you forever yep. so I think two years ago I would be buying like I'd go to Zara and be like oh this is so cute this is so cute it's like on trend right now but now I'm kind of leaning towards things that I'm gonna be wearing five years from now or three years from now because Yes, it's, I'm going to spend a little bit more on it, but it's going to last me and I just constantly don't need to be cleaning out my closet. So I think that is what like we're leaning towards as a whole, like sustainable and something that we would see ourselves wearing rather than, you know, the tossing clothes every year. Yeah, I, even I looked at that like, like, oh, I haven't worn this shirt since like 2014. Like, why do I have something? I have so many great memories. It's like doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that too, terrible. yeah. That's another thing. It's like if it doesn't fit, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, writing articles, etc. where else do you kind of see yourself in like two, three years from now? I would definitely, so my goal, my ultimate goal is to go into design, fashion mm -hmm. design. Um, I thought this would be like a great stepping stone, but that is my ultimate goal. So that would probably be where I would see myself. That's interesting to take on it because you're getting, let's say the backdoor route, right? But you're understanding like how trends happen and why. Yeah. Understanding what you like more and what you don't. And, I mean, I know a lot of designers in town and they're great. They're like, they just have like one look. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like, what are you going to do when like 
your t-shirt with print on it like isn't interesting anymore. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with that, right? Just like I'm just being, as like a business person wondering how you can like evolve and grow from that. Right. Like, it, oh. Exactly. So I literally got a shirt the other day, like a couple weeks ago, I got a shirt. And I was like, okay, this is so cute. It's like, it was like grid printed, red and cream. I'm like, this is just really cool. So I got that and then I'm like, I was sitting in my closet for like five days and I was bored of it. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I, it, and then I'm like, okay, I have to stop myself from getting these on trend cool pieces because I'm like, I'm gonna be bored of it in like two seconds. So that's basically, yeah, to your point, I feel like you need to really just think really hard before making any type of decision mm -hmm. especially like in business like that's how you're going to evolve yeah and so do you think like giving people advice like hey this look is like the ideal thing to wear for summer did that do people have the fear that they're wearing the same thing someone else is like for instance i've been seeing like how to someone and like i have that exact same dress from rent the runway in my closet that that person on tv is wearing right now like i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> Right, because like all the time, like you guys more like middle school and high school for me, like I can't wear the same shirt as like Sally did. It's like, it's okay, you guys both shop at Abercrombie, we all know. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's still a thing. People don't want to be dressed as somebody else, but these like stores that majority of the people shop at, like Zara, H&M, yeah. it's ASOS, these, you're going to at some point wear something somebody else. And that's okay. You can wear it your own way. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I think people are still a little bit in that zone where they don't want to be dressed as the same person. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of lucky because like the glasses I'm wearing, I just got these. I got six pairs now. Oh. They're from my friend's kiosk glasses business in London. I'm oh. one of like five people in the U.S. that have glasses from there. And I was actually their first customer. And so I tell people like, oh, like, you're such a, like an elitist. I'm like, no, my friend like couldn't leave the country because of like whatever and started a glasses company yeah so bought them and they're cool they're cool <laughs> i like them can you give me his business card yeah. i would love to order so the, the cool thing is these are actually just a, a clip-on sunglasses uh -huh. i know it's an audio podcast but i have glasses on i'm taking a sunglasses clip and just clipping it right onto my oh, glasses oh that is very cool <laughs> Because they're prescription, right? Those are prescription as well? Yeah, what my glasses are. So then these are just regular, yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So That is very neat. Fashion tips Pop from specs. Triple F, very Triple cool. F Podcast with Nasreen Hussain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what else would you like to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Mm, I feel like don't be scared of failing. Mm -hmm. The sky is the limit. I feel like if you put your heart into it and work really hard you are eventually the results there it's gonna pay off so don't limit yourself don't be scared of failing and don't be scared of what other people have to say about you awesome and where can people follow you if they want to at humans of high fashion on instagram on instagram and then my website is www.humansofhighfashion.com right, awesome go check it out for sure thank you for having me this episode is sponsored by Bites Asian Kitchen and Tropical Bar. The best of times are always shared at the table. Superb Asian food and tropical cocktails. Paradise also awaits you at Bites.
We at Lights believe that food is more than merely a part of survival. It is our passion. It has the power to transcend languages, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, we share our culture with new friends and old. We share a piece of who we are, and by coming together for meals, we trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, we want to celebrate cultures from around the world. We've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, and more. We're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how we shape our menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that constantly evolving, a new story awaits you at Bites. And probably me. <laughs> Clarification, moved away from the Buddha, moved on over to the Rose Cava. You know, gotta get this body back in tip-top shape to be a male model. Please stop by and join us at Bites. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.